This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, everybody. It's Podcast Unlocked, episode 544 for May 17th, 2022. Welcome to IGN's weekly Xbox show. I'm your host, Ryan McCaffrey, joined by my panelists. As always, Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Hi, hello. Welcome, everyone. Stella Chung, how are you? Good. Uh, there's way too much news right now, but yeah, very, very good. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to digest some of that here uh, over the next hour or so uh, in the world of Xbox. And bringing back an old friend, haven't seen in a while, good to see you now, Ray Apollo. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. A little sleep deprived, but I am fine. And, you know, like a fine wine, I have aged well. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you are a new dad. Uh, that is keeping you busy. What, what else? I mean, I know you're at Twitch by day. Kind of remind everybody yeah. what you're up to in the gaming community and, and what you've been playing lately. Uh, well, like Ryan said, I'm at Twitch by day uh, in community marketing and uh, by every other point in time when my child is not vying for my attention, I am trying to play video games. Uh, and so um, mostly on my Xbox, which, you know, why I'm here. Uh, but I just, you know, I love to play video games. I love to talk about video games. Uh, I love to watch anime and read manga and talk about them on the Internet. So here we are. Let's get into it. So the big topic this week, which I think Miranda, did this break like one day after we recorded? Like it wasn't it wasn't that like same day punch in the gut that we get sometimes, but not too long after we did the last week's show. Yes. We had major Xbox news. Starfield and Redfall both given a, a delay announcement at the same time. Bethesda posting to Twitter, as has become the standard now, we can credit CD Projekt Red for, for uh, pioneering the post the tweet image with the message from the team on it. Uh, although Bethesda's is in black and white, not in yellow. <laughs> and they say, we've made the difficult decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin for Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios for Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games. And we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Well, uh, and then Harvey Smith, the director of Redfall at Arcane Austin, gave a separate follow-up statement saying, here at Arcane Austin, we've decided to delay the launch of Redfall. The team needs more time to bring the game to life. Thank you so much for your continued support. Redfall is our most ambitious game yet, and we can't wait to show it off soon. Um, Miranda, I'm gonna go to you first before I go to Ray, and I wanna start with Redfall, uh, which <laughs> I know you, you, your reaction says you knew I was gonna do this, because you have been uh, definitely the foremost champion of Redfall. You've really seemingly been more excited about it than than any, than anybody else on the team, uh, just based on that excellent cinematic reveal we got a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. Now we're watching the that cinematic trailer now on, uh, on video if you're watching us on YouTube. So Miranda, uh, I imagine this isn't a surprise, but it 
it they it always hurts a little bit, right? For a game you're looking forward to. So you were saying earlier this wasn't quite a punch in the gut because it wasn't the same day as when we were recording, but it was still a massive punch in the gut to me personally because last week I said that you know what I believe it. I think they can still hit that some release. I think it's going to happen. I believe it in my heart. I, I'm hoping for it. I want it to happen. And then they're like, "Sorry." <laughs> Well, maybe summer 2023, <laughs> just not summer 2022, honestly, right? Honestly, so they're saying Q1 next year, and I would rather be closer to summer, um, just for the same arguments I had last week, really. like The idea of this is this, it's, you know, co-op, we're going to go shoot up some zombies, have a good time with our powers, an arcane version of that. It just sounds so much fun, and that's what I'd want in the summer. Like, I really don't want it Q1, because like Q1 is oftentimes when we get a lot of these bigger games. Like, look at this past Q1. That was wild. It was too wild, and if we're going to get Starfield at the same time, I have to choose between my friends and Starfield, and I don't want to do that. But also, I know that my friends are going to have that same decision, and you know what? They're not going to choose me. So <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be put in this odd situation. And this is not just me, but I know, too, Like you're, if you're putting out your games too close to each other, like they're competing in a different kind of audience, right? So if you're, if you're a big fan of you know, fallouts and such, and you want to get into Starfield, but then you're also really into vampires because they're, they're so hot right now. Like, for, for real, there's so many vampire games right now. Um, with Redfall, it is a very different kind of game. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to want to pull away from what I'm doing in Starfield to want to go, like, bounce back and forth between that and Redfall. And not to mention every other live game that we're probably already playing. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's my thoughts. I'm, I'm bummed. I understand, but I am... I, th I think it's like that thing, right? It's like where you can be understanding of a delay, but you can sure. also be disappointed. Like, it's okay yeah. to be, like, bummed. I'm bummed. Yeah. No, it's, you, you, we're allowed, you know? Especially, it, it's it's a bit of a quiet year. It's a very quiet year for Xbox exclusive specifically, which that's, we're, gonna, we're really going to get into that in a minute. But for now, Ray, uh, your reaction to this, were you caught off guard by either of these? I mean, Starfield, they've been... Hammering home that 11, 11, 22 on all these video dev diaries they've been putting out, which was seemingly inspiring some confidence. What, where do you stand with this? I mean, I recall a conversation where it was uh, written in ink. Uh, unfortunately, it was written more in pencil, which is fine. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like it, in the climate that we're in right now, I, mean, I feel like we have to give all of these games grace and space to be like, yeah. A delay was probably inevitable. So I'm just, now I'm just more surprised when a game does come out because <laughs> we know <laughs> what's happening. And so uh, I wasn't too shook up about it. It was like, ah, well, that stinks, you know, because I, I really do want to play both of these games, like, a lot. Um, yeah. Redfall, we hadn't seen a whole lot of, and I was like, yes, I really want to play that, but I didn't expect to play that anytime soon. But yeah, Starfield, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go to space. And then they're like, you have to wait to go to space. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm waiting to go to space. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I'm, I'm not too torn about it but it does it does kind of bum you out a little bit yeah stella i think miranda brings up a good point that these are both now pushed to the first half of next year but it's probably unlikely they're gonna come out super close to each other right they're both big xbox exclusives both on the bethesda side of the family you got to figure there's one of them's gonna come first and the other was probably going to be a few months after right yeah, I think Starfield will definitely come first, and I think uh, Redfall, it would do better in the summer or something closer to, like, Halloween-ish. That'd be great, honestly. That'd be perfect timing. Uh, I really want to play Redfall so badly. Like, it looks totally up my alley because I, I was actually just seeing this on Twitter. Zombies have had their time in the sun. I want vampires in. Like, bring that back. Zombies have ruled pop culture. Like, 
bring back some cool stuff like vampires. We've never had a team-based game where you take down vampires, and I want that. Uh, so right. that would be perfect for like the summer slash um, Halloween time, like fall time. I think that would be perfect for like cozying up and playing this uh, really high action game. So I feel like it's definitely going to be a couple of months apart, at least in terms of publishing, because they don't want to pull an EA where they release Battlefield and Titanfall at the same time <laughs> and totally screwed up one of it their titles. It still hurts uh, titles. when you bring that up. Yes, like, that's I, why I, I bring I, it up because I'm not over it. Ugh. I felt the, the knife twist. The knife is just perpetually there and sometimes it just gets twisted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they better space it out. <laughs> I guess the good note too, Brian is like emphasizing this: the first half, it's not Q1 or anything. They haven't said any yeah. specific quarter, so we have six whole months. Here is yes. is indeed twelve months, so we have six months. So there is definitely plenty of time for them to space it out. And I think, obviously, as you were saying, it is an Xbox best interest to space it out due to the release schedule that we want to look at here soon. Yes, uh, and by the way, Stella, you you said one thing. I, I I know some of my some of the listeners pick this up too, so I'm gonna I gotta point it out. You you did say you want vampires to get their time in the sun. Got to be careful about vampires <laughs> in the sun. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, if, if Edward's in the sun, he's just sparkly and nice. So you know, okay. there the, have to be some are like they are they daywalk. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, you know, there are some daywalkers, or there has exactly. to be some sort of ring, or like some sort of spell they have. They're, they've they figured it out. They've, they've, they've been advanced. Alive long they've evolved, so now they're like, "Son, psh, that's no big deal." Yeah, you know, they just uh, get the clouds going. You know, that's fine. <laughs> they can Work control the yeah. weather now. There you no, go. No, no, no. They'll, they'll they'll team up with the witches, and it'll oh, be a God. good time. There. So, yeah, no, I, uh, Stella, I'm with you that I, I do think Starfield, it seems like the game that's farther along, but I mean, we don't, of course, we don't know for sure, but Starfield was the one that had, I mean, they technically Redfall was supposed to come out first yeah. uh, from their original dates. So maybe Redfall is further along, but yeah, I could see one of them being in like February or March. And then the other one in, you know, May seems to be a, a big time. For a lot of big releases of next year so we'll see but yeah the thing i want to talk about now is uh first looking we we have to acknowledge the absolutely bleak 2022 we're now looking at for xbox exclusives third party but especially first party this is uh there was such good momentum last year from uh, we were we were overjoyed on this podcast we had Psychonauts 2. We had Forza Horizon 5, a Game of the Year winner here at IGN and other outlets. We had Halo Infinite, a Game of the Year nominee and you know, one, of, one of the best multiplayer games and such a great campaign. We had, uh, what else? I'm, I know, I'm, oh, Microsoft Flight Simulator on Series X, the first proper next-gen exclusive. Uh, we had some third-party stuff like The Ascent. I mean, there was just this wave of, of momentum that, that Xbox had going in the exclusives department last year, which itself we had waited so many years for. And now, unfortunately, that momentum is gone. Uh, it's, it's completely gone. There's no... That might change come June 12th at the showcase if Phil can pull some 2022 exclusives out of his bag, and I hope he's going to. But let's just... Let's look at what we have right now. So... As of right now, the 2022 list of exclusives is entirely third-party stuff. We had Crossfire X in February. Wasn't very good. Sorry, it just wasn't. 
Tunic, the game running behind me, awesome. That is that is the best Xbox exclusive of of the year so far, and quite possibly for the entire year. We'll see. Shredders, which was a smaller indie uh, winter sports game that probably already came and went for most people, like that did not get a lot of fanfare. And then I think we can write this in ink, although, as Ray pointed out, we've been burned on that before, but Deathloop, uh, assuming that is indeed a one-year exclusivity window from PlayStation, that uh, exclusivity would expire in September of this year. So presumably we will get Deathloop, which is a 10 out of 10 video game uh, coming to Game Pass in September. Won't be exclusive anymore, but it'll be a great game from... Microsoft First Party. We have a month, but not a day, for Scorn, Miranda Sanchez's favorite game of 2022, the disgusting body horror, H.R. Geiger-esque, first-person gross horror game uh, that seems like it'll be coming out during spooky season. We do have a date for, at the moment, again, subject to change as anything is, but Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, September 13th. That's another third-party exclusive that's uh, on the calendar for Xbox. And then uh, a few that don't have any windows at all besides just this year. So it remains to be seen whether or not some or any of these will make it this year. Somerville, which will be extraordinarily high on my list because it's from ex-Playdead uh, developers, people that worked on Limbo and Inside. So we've, we've had a couple trailers for Somerville, and the game looks incredible. It's in that same vein of Limbo and Inside. We have Replaced, which was uh, a another standout indie game from last year's Xbox Showcase. It is a side-scrolling, steampunk-themed pixel art game. Look, looked amazing. Uh, and then uh, one that I had forgotten about until I actually just dug in and, and got the full list, a game we have not heard about since... Uh, it's it's cinematic unveiling. You may remember Vin Diesel starring in the live action trailer or you know whatever CG is the highly cinematic trailer for Arc Two, uh, which still 2022 as of now. So uh, are we going to see any of these get concrete release dates at the showcase? I don't know. But let's before I before we move into the next phase of this conversation, let me go to Ray here. Ray, if that's the 2022 that Xbox is looking at on the exclusives front, uh, you know, how does that look to you? I mean, is this is that is that going to be a good year? Is that enough? Is it disappointing? Uh, I mean, this is the kind of lineup where it's like, ah, yes, this is to me reads. Well, we know what's happening in the world, and that definitely happened to this <laughs> list of games. And I'm like, ah, yeah, so they got out what they could, um, which, as we can see, isn't like a lot of stellar stuff. But, I mean, we did get Tunic, which I do love. Um, and I, I have to say, I did play, I, I did my homework last night. I made sure I played Crossfire X before I could actually, you know, talk about it. And yeah. um, And how'd that go for you? Who boy. <laughs> that sums it up pretty well. I was like, this is a game. Um, but yeah, this it's not it's not a really great list, unfortunately. Um, and like I said, after come off of last year where we were like, yeah, banger after banger after banger, and then oh, it's 2022. Never mind. 
uh, we'll be back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, but I guess there is, it's just, there is a lot of stuff to play in a lot of different areas now. So like, if you have the option to play games in different places on different platforms, it is, this is the time, this is the year to do it. The backlog has been calling for you. You had no excuse this year. <laughs> That's right. Like that. Instead of the mountains are calling, the backlog is calling. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. Because Stella, I mean, if if the, just if Redfall and Starfield were were coming out this year, this looks this list looks a lot better. But without them, how do you feel about this? I mean, I'm just excited that more people are going to be able to play Deathloop, honestly, um, which I, of course, if it does come out with, for uh, Game Pass, which is going to be great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Like, I, I spent so much time. That is the first game in a really long time that I actually spent so much time just doing all of the side quests, trying to find every single little bit of lore tucked away in the corners because I absolutely loved the world building in that game. It was just beautiful. And the amount of story just hidden away uh, in little like collectibles or even like little parchments of notes and stuff left behind for people. Like it was so good. So I, again, I'm just happy that more games are coming out that people can enjoy, um, especially Deathloop. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it is a year after PlayStation had it, but it, you're yeah. right. It it is a phenomenal game for Xbox players that haven't had a chance. I I had previewed it. I actually still haven't finished it. What? I got like five so hours in. I also haven't finished it. Ryan. So yeah, it's all right. Ray. <laughs> it was a preview. Sorry. I could only play so much in the preview, and then when it, I just could, I couldn't get back to it once it actually came out. So you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I'll get there. I guess I'll get there. But it's yeah, the the voice acting is phenomenal. The way oh. the story kind of slowly unfolds like kind of the peeling back the onion layers is great and you know oh, it's and Juliana it's a, like make every bit of that game so much fun oh my goodness yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so their their voice acting sessions they actually for some of them they had them like in the same room just kind of riffing off each other so a oh, lot of cool. their chemistry is just natural which is incredible yeah it's it so uh it, yeah it's a tremendous game so that's that's definitely one to take some some comfort in if uh if you're an Xbox player looking at this year uh, so Miranda how about you? What's is this? Is this a, a bummer of a 2022? I mean, again, sure, yes, we understand the world circumstances, and and yes, we want games to get the time they need to be the best versions of themselves and not be buggy or rushed or crunch the teams. But as a gamer, you're still allowed to be as somebody who invested in the Xbox Series X. You're allowed to be disappointed if that's how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think we just keep seeing. And again, we've always gotten there. It's like, well, I'll believe it when I see it on those release dates. So when they, when the month comes and they're actually out, exactly as Ray was saying, because we've seen constant, just like these projections of release windows and delays. Um, I, I still am honestly shocked that Starfield got delayed, given how firm that seemed and how much they repeated that. Um, and for this year, I'm looking forward to replaced. But again, with indie games too, I'm sort of just like, oh, well, those feel like they have even more flexibility with the scope of like when those get released. Yeah. Um, just given like resource wise, and of course like state of the world and things. I I know things start, especially in the U.S., are feeling more and more back to the way things were, but it's really not that, and especially in a lot of places in the world where it is not that case at all. So I, I think that's something to consider. But honestly, if her place came out this year, I'd be thrilled. Uh, we're hey. showing the footage right now, yeah, and it is—it's sick, it looks so guys. Good. It's but sick. we also yeah. haven't heard from it in a while, so that's right. you know, who knows? In June. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> so. I'm just you kind know, of 
curious to see what else gets delayed this year because i think they were supposed to do breath of the wild this year and i was like no yeah right i was like no way that's not gonna happen of course it got pushed <laughs> phil if you're listening and i know you are you're at the dog park and it's the weekend right now you can make me feel a lot better about this if you just you drop a uh, for either somerville or replaced give me a new trailer at the showcase <laughs> on june 12th with an it's out right now at the oh, end man. of it <laughs> that, that would make me mm. feel better um all right so what could still come out you know let's let's look we're gonna you know we talked we we kind of covered this so i just want to i'll do this quickly uh we covered this on our prediction show for the showcase but what could we realistically be looking at that might hit this year uh based on you know just what we know and and i think you know we talked about hellblade 2 that's a strong maybe Maybe that becomes the big game, the big exclusive, big first-party AAA game for the fall. Maybe Forza Motorsport, the next-gen reboot of the simulation side of the Forza franchise. We haven't heard from that since it was announced two years ago. Maybe the Indiana Jones game that Machine Games is working on could be a big fall title. Uh, but that's those are all just maybes. We don't know if, if any of those are going to hit this year or not. And so let's get to the to the sort of one A portion of the the, the two prong conversation I want to I want to have with with all of you. First, the first prong of that is how stacked. The, just trying to take the good look at this, and that is how stacked twenty twenty three is looking. And then I want to take the opposite uh, look at it, and that's how Xbox gamers are fed up and they're sick of hearing "wait till next year, wait till next year, wait till next year." But let's let's optimistically play the wait till next year game first. Ray, tell me how this 2023 sounds to you. These are all realistic possibilities. These I'm sure they won't all hit in 2023, but we could be looking at Starfield, Redfall, Ghostwire Tokyo coming off of its one-year exclusivity deal in March of 2023. Maybe Avowed, maybe Fable, maybe Gears 6, maybe State of Decay 3, maybe Everwild, maybe id Software's next game, which could be a, like, the job listings made me wonder if this is a Quake reboot, which would make me extraordinarily happy, because the last uh, id Software game was March of 2020, so you fast forward, like, you know, three, three and a half years, maybe. Uh, and then there's Josh Sawyer, the renowned director at Obsidian, one of the many talented people there, has a game that was leaked late last year uh, from Windows Central, and th that game is called Pentiment, and it is a, it actually seems like a Miranda Sanchez dream game. It is a combat-free murder mystery from an incredibly talented writer uh, which, that Josh Sawyer is, but maybe that's next year. So, Ray, how do, if, if uh, let's say half of those hit next year, that's, that looks like a pretty good next year. I mean, even, yeah, if, if a, if a third of those release next year, we're eating real good. Uh, and I mean, it would be like about time, you know, we would be just like, ah, yes, you know, I've, I've had a, the, the faucet's been dripping, but then they're like, ah, we fixed it. And they could turn on the full, <laughs> the actual water. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, if, yeah, if half of those came out next year, oh, we would have such a good time. There'd be so much to talk about. And I mean, all those like Fable, Gear 6, about like those, those games, I'm like, yes, yeah, give me all that pretty please and thank you uh, because that would just make for a very good time yeah and remember everything i just said would be hitting game pass on day one 
It would literally all be Game Pass. Like that's then we can how... resume the greatest value in gaming conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Miranda, how does that 2023 sound to you? It sounds stressful because I want to cover everything. <laughs> like there are years where I'm just like, man, I am so excited to like put my name in for everything. Last year was one of those years for me. And if this is that year, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm just going to clone myself so I can cover everything very selfishly because I'm excited to talk about these games, um, which would be awesome. Like I'll go to K3, of course, Gear 6, Starfield and Redfall. Um, I'm super excited for Vowed and Fable. It just also uh, Pentiment, Murder, Mystery, Murder, you say? <laughs> to solve <laughs> that I did not commit in the video game? How dare they? But okay, I'll find out. No, that sounds great. That sounds great. Uh, and Stella, what you know? What would you make of that if that's what next year looks like on Xbox? I mean, it looks stacked, and there's also so I looked up all the other releases for 2023 that I, I had totally forgotten about. Uh, Black Myth Wukong. We haven't yeah. seen anything yeah, about that game yeah, in This is all first party, right? Well, I, right didn't even, yeah. I didn't even touch oh. third party. Yeah, and I was just thinking about all this stuff. I was like, wait, yeah, that also Suicide Squad. Uh, all this stuff. I was like, yeah. oh my god, it's gonna be so busy. So I'm gonna like, be broke just, next year. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> first party. I'm like, this is just first party? I Just first party, yeah. I, Miranda's gonna start breathing into a paper bag yeah, here in a second. I, I was looking it up and I'm like, we have so many things for next year already. And I feel like, I feel like this is a trend, right? Because we're still in the pandemic, of course, things, uh, a lot of people are still doing the hybrid work from home, but also kind of office stuff. So, of mm. course, things aren't going to be on the same sort of workflow as before. So I totally understand that uh, things do get delayed, um, especially since we've seen some launches of games where everyone's like, oh, I wouldn't have minded waiting a few more months for this just to be extra polished, right? Mm. So I feel like we're seeing this trend of things getting pushed a little bit further back and us being like, oh, my God next year is going to be so busy and we we do see busy uh starts of years and then as soon as you know the months start going on we're just like ooh, it's slowing down a little bit um we yeah. do see the next wave of games kind of taking their time in in getting made which is which is totally fine but uh, i've just noticed ever since the pandemic we're just like oh it's gonna be so busy next year <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. winter the new fall like who can say yeah <laughs> who knows but i mean i feel like cyberpunk really did do us a favor by kind of like scaring folks into like no we should take our time because <laughs> we don't want that we don't want to be the next that yeah. um which i'm like yeah so like thank you but oh man i hate that it had to be that way uh so yeah, I mean, that's true, yeah, with third party. I mean, I also, the, the next year, I did not even touch on the Activision Blizzard deal potentially closing next year, which even if uh, Microsoft and Activision are on record as saying that Call of Duty will continue as an exclusive, uh, everything, if this deal closes by the, the middle of next year, you're suddenly looking at a bunch of big games that also go into Game Pass on day one next year, like maybe if Diablo 4 makes it out by the end of next year, which is number one on my Blizzard mm. list personally, uh, you know, and you've got, you you just go on down the list and it starts to get, it starts to get silly. But uh, yeah, it's, the the other side, I mean, Delays are understandable. Delays happen. Uh, but we just keep hearing this wait till next year. Wait, it, it, this, you know, I've, I've made this analogy before, but 
for Xbox fans, it's like Xbox has felt like the Chicago Cubs of the video game world. Just like, wait till next year. Now, the Cubs did eventually win that World say, Series they did in win, 2016. Though. And I'm, I'm sure for those fans, it was like <laughs> life-changing. So, I mean, That's right. think about it. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, it's... It, it's a it's a tough line to walk. I mean, you know, you, you know, n- nobody's harboring any ill will against any of the developers, or you know, it, it's just that disappointment of you know you invest five hundred dollars just for the box to to get into this next generation, and you want to start to see what this generation's capable of, and you know, we're we're waiting. It's like I feel like you know, not not to make it a, a console war thing, but. PlayStation and Xbox almost kind of have had inverse 2021s and 2022s. Like, Sony was pretty light last year, whereas Microsoft had a phenomenal year of exclusives. Not that Sony had nothing. I mean, Ratchet and Clank was incredible and Returnal was great, but really that was about it for them. Whereas Microsoft, as we said at the top of the segment, just had hit after hit, had just unbelievable titles, uh, particularly in the second half of the last year. And now this year, it's the, it's like they traded. It's like they switch bodies uh, where it's Sony that's that's already delivered Gran Turismo and Horizon Forbidden West, and they've got uh, God of War on track Stray. for this year. And uh, what's that, Miranda? Stray. 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 Yes, oh, yeah, it's a big PlayStation big exclusive, one. too. <laughs> uh, where you, yes, you play. It's an Annapurna game. Uh, Annapurna, where you. Oh. Uh, I can't be the. That's like the lowest hanging fruit imaginable oh, for that video oh, game. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a gameplay video on IGN if you want to see what Stray is all about. I don't know if it will eventually come to Xbox. I'll bet it will. I would guess that in time it will, similar to how 12 Minutes was an Annapurna timed exclusive for xbox last year that was one of the games i forgot to mention earlier uh, and that did eventually come to playstation and stray probably and our our producer red is on it look at this we're already looking at stray uh, gameplay here on the video version but yeah so sony's already had a great year uh, and they've got their heaviest hitter lined up for for later this year although again I'm, to our own point I'm, there's no yeah. date for it and until until that uh-huh. date approaches there's no guarantee that that's going to see the light I'm of day this year. I'm still one of the people that's like, yeah, that's coming out next year. Uh, if it does, and, again, I'll be surprised. Right. <laughs> you, you might be right. It, it might end up being next year. And, and boy, if we get Starfield, God of War oh. Ragnarok, and Breath of the Wild 2, tw- yeah. 2023 on across the entire industry could end up being I'm going to need uh, a nanny next year. Unbelievable. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if that, if that yeah, happens need some help. in the same quarter... Pray for me. Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> no, but I think no, we got it. Don't worry. You guys, I'm I'm so confident in all these things. Um, but one thing I did want to bring up too, just with possible first party releases for this year, yeah. is like what about compulsion games? Like we've we've talked about them a little bit, but like what have they been up to? Like I I think there could be a a world where Microsoft has been holding maybe one or two games for the summer and is gonna say, Hey, this is out this fall for sure. Like this is out, but so like they they could be doing that with a few different studios. And at this point, we we've unfortunately reached the point where that's all that Xbox fans can hope for at this point because we're out of options. Otherwise, as far as big tentpole next gen exclusives, the rest of them have all kicked into next year and beyond, and that's tough. I mean, you know, Microsoft. We've we've talked for years now about how. Microsoft buying all these studios, pardon me, 
wasn't going to be an overnight fix for the significant first party game problem mm -hmm. that Microsoft created for themselves. Let's, you know, again, not to rehash all the history, but they have only themselves to blame for the situation that they ended up in with mismanaging studios like Lionhead and et cetera, et cetera. But they have been putting in the work to make that, uh, make that wrong a right. And they own so many, I, th I think a lot of the frustration, and that's what I want to get into next. A lot of the frustration stems from the fact that Microsoft now owns so many studios and yet we're still waiting. Ray, to your point, you, you made the excellent faucet analogy a minute ago. And it's, it has been, I mean, that faucet was, was there was, it was bone dry for years. Mm. And last year, the water started flowing and now it's shut off again. And it's inevitable that with so many studios and then Activision Blizzard coming on board next year, if, if all regulatory things get approved, that th once the water starts flowing again, it's mathematically there's like no way it can possibly stop with so mm -hmm. many studios in the fold and i think we all reasonably thought that last year was the start of that unending flow of water but no it's been shut off on us again just as we're starting to quench the, that, that thirst for first party content you got to pay the bill and so, exactly yeah. <laughs> did you pay the gas bill uh, uh but and so so yeah i think that's a lot of where the frustration comes from and and you know that frustration really seemed to boil over after these uh, in the in the xbox community on social media last week mm -hmm. after these delays were announced a, a common response that uh that, that i saw out there was again the same thing of Oh, next year is going to be great. We hear that every year. We're tired of that. Uh, everyone's sick of hearing that. In the it, people who have been invested in the Xbox community for, you know, whether it's one year or whether it's twenty years, folks are tired of hearing that. It got to the point. I mean, Phil Spencer, whether he was reading the room or just of his own accord, decided to say something. Phil took to Twitter to say this: "These decisions are hard on teams." making the games, and our fans. While I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready, we hear the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work to better meet those expectations. So I do want to say good on Phil for coming out and addressing it and not just hiding from it. Uh, he definitely... Even with these delays, he had a better week than his counterpart, Jim Ryan, had. That was uh, that goes without saying. <laughs> I feel like all of us had a better week uh, than Jim yeah, Ryan. I mean, but pretty know, much everybody had a better week than yeah. Jim Ryan had last week. But, mm. um, but no, I mean, let's, but let's anyway. talk about this. I mean, the, the frustration, I mean, it's... Ray, do you, do you feel that frustration yourself? Because I, I think if you do, it's, I think it's fully justified at this point. So... If you had asked me this and I was in this situation and I was myself four years ago, probably, um, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm disappointed. You know, I bought this machine and now I, I was expecting these things. Well, I have now grown and I've tempered my expectations. You know, I'm like, I'm at, I'm at this point now where they come out when they come out uh, because my time is finite now. And so, like, I, I need time to play these games to be a part of the conversation still. And so, like, I'm I'm okay with things 
coming out a little later than you know we anticipated but i also try not to get my hopes up i don't i don't hype myself up for these things to come out and then when they don't i'm like completely destroyed um so it's just like kind of just setting my own expectations of like ah oh, yeah if that does come out i will be very happy but if it doesn't you know what i will be okay and i'm sure it'll be a better game for it it's kind of the mindset i put myself in <laughs> so um but yeah if I, you asked me four years ago I, I he would have been devastated so Miranda, you, you mentioned Starfield specifically, and it's that that one, I mean, Todd Howard tried to call his shot a year and a half out, you know, to, to bring it back to another baseball reference. He tried to tried to pull a, you know, Babe Ruth in the, mm. I forget, was it the 1928 or 30 something World Series? Uh, anyway, where he said he pointed to the outfield and basically called a home run and then hit one. Uh, Todd tried to do that. Yeah, that was. It's a wild story. It's kind of a myth. No one knows if it's actually true, uh, but we're pretty yeah, sure. Nobody it's true. survived the twenties. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, but in any case, uh, Todd Howard could not call a shot. Now, do I think Todd Howard is a liar? No, I absolutely do not. I believe uh, he ab he was sure that he you know that was the track they were on that they were going to hit that at the time he said that, and then. Uh, I went out and interviewed him for Skyrim's 10th anniversary last November, and I I was talking to him off off camera, and I said, I had told him like like very like lovingly and like with a smile on my face. I, I said, I don't believe you with this release date. Like, I, it's crazy. Like with whatever which, what we're seeing in the industry, it's if you really end up you know calling your shot here, I'm going to be very impressed. And he's like, and he told me it's like you know where it's. That's I feel good about that right now. So that changed. So you did this. No, I just call. I mean, I, I just, I didn't believe him to begin with. Um, but I will say, like I, I think it might have been Stella that was commenting on this. With all these, you know, pieces of uh, marketing that we've been seeing trickled out throughout the year on Starfield, the with every new one of those, I was believing the eleven, eleven, twenty-two more and more. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. I guess this is happening. We do have a big Q4. We do have a big game for Xbox this year. Uh, and now we don't. And so that's that's where I think, again, it's um, people are fed up. Like, don't announce the date. Like, in the pandemic age, I think it is fair to, to say to Todd Howard, like, you can feel confident about that date. But what, like, who ultimately did it help to mm -hmm. put that date out there a year and a half in advance because you can aim for that and then if you're on track for that at the showcase this year and less than a month from now then you could say 11 11 22 we'll see you then we'll see you in five months from now instead you know this has happened so that's that's where i think it's just like they they kind of put themselves in a uh, not a lose-lose situation, but they, you know, they could have they put themselves in an un, in an avoidable situation. So, I mean, Miranda, it's I know you're you're looking forward to Starfield like I am. It's that one hurts a lot, doesn't it? It does. Um, that was like the obviously I think for a lot of us a big thing we we're planning for this this fall. Uh, I can't really imagine. Well, I, I guess I kind of can imagine a little bit of the project planning nightmare it must be to make sure all these moving parts for something so big as these games are to make sure that they're hitting these deadlines. Um, and when something starts going astray, you know, that's, that's hard to compensate for. 
And the problem is that even if you have a studio with a lot of money, finding the talent or the resources or like, you know, the right people to help make that solution to get you back on track isn't always available. So sometimes things just do take more time. And Ryan, you have a really good note in here too about crunch. Like crunch culture has been very, very public the past few years. And like the last thing I think anyone wants to actually ask for, unless somebody out there does, and then you're just, you're just chaotic evil out there. Um, but like asking for crunch, like nobody wants to force people to work to like extreme unfair levels to get something done. And like, hopefully that's also part of the reason things are getting a little bit more flexible despite, you know, thinking things were on track and it's really hard to guess for these. But I think ultimately like what this, the actual solution is exactly what you said, Ryan, is like, especially in this day and age where things are so unpredictable and since you can't account for that, how do you maybe at least consumer facing wise, maybe do release dates later? Like, yes, that potentially, allows for leaks like if you have any sort of marketing collaborations with products because those get settled like super early in advance like remember we saw the halo infinite marketing stuff come out before halo the infinite energy was drinks out? the monster mm -hmm. energy drinks yep. yeah so like things like that may happen but that's probably better than or maybe it's not better i don't really know from a business standpoint what's better for them of just announcing or waiting to announce the release date i guess disappointment is easier to handle than lost other lost business but i don't think you're going to lose business because you push back a game to make it better probably i'm not sure i think there's a lot of data you could look into there and that's also just me like kind of just guessing because I, I mean i'm still gonna buy starfield like obviously yeah. <laughs> so I, it doesn't really it does matter when it comes out it matters when i'm gonna play it but i mean it's obviously the first priority for a lot of things depend depending depending what's out because if it's going up against breath of the wild man i don't know i know but that's that's the problem you face right and so like there's just so many issues around release dates so even within just the microsoft ecosystem right like you're looking at all these release dates and we're saying hey why aren't there more things coming out and so microsoft also has a responsibility to their studios to make sure that there's a good pace between them so each game has like their day in the sun and we don't have like the titanfall issue like we want to make sure that things have the best chance possible to succeed but that's also playing against the industry, right? Like I know things probably move out of the way anytime a Rockstar game comes out. Like you don't want to come up against a Rockstar game. Like that's <laughs> right. exactly what it is, right? So like, it's just like this 3D chess of when do we put these out? When do we say we're getting something? And sure you risk like, I guess, delays and disappointment with that. But is it probably better just to show your cards of what you want to do so that at least there is some expectation set that it's coming at least soon? Anyway, it's a lot of like, it's like weird game release theory that we can go into. But <laughs> so, Stella, another another point I want to bring up, I get your thoughts on is with Starfield being delayed out of 11, 11, 22. So that release date, uh, it survived for about eleven months <laughs> before <laughs> it was in. It was written in uh, in pencil for eleven months before we had to erase it. But uh, now. Bethesda Game Studios, Todd Howard Games, great as they are, I'm a huge fan of, of all of them. Uh, it's one of my favorite studios. He's one of my favorite creators. They do have a long, long-term reputation of shipping with some bugs. That is definitely a, something that has uh, followed Bethesda Games around for a while. This delay, still, I would imagine, now sort of raises the expectation that Starfield is not going to ship with the usual uh, bug quotient. 
don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> honestly, should it though? See, I, 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 I think it should. I think it should raise the expectation. I mean, uh, yes. Uh, here's the: if it was any other uh, company other than Bethesda, maybe. But I feel like I feel like Bethesda has this. Um, uh, besides Fallout seventy six, I which wasn't like, them, which wasn't Todd Howard's team, right? Um, right. Yeah, I, I feel like Bethesda kind of has this like endearing sense of uh, getting having their games with bugs. Like I feel like a lot of people have kind of found it to be just more endearing than problematic right. because it's never like super game breaking bugs. Um, at least none that they uh, let stand for too long, right? So while this delay definitely makes definitely should give you that expectation of like well it's going to be really polished like it's going to be uh they're going to take extra time to make sure that everything's set for it i I think a lot of people are still like well it's bethesda like i mean there's there's probably going to be some bugs that you know we can't count that we can count on right so i i feel like if it was any other company except for bethesda probably more so on the more polished side but i think because bethesda kind of has this uh expectation just within their community i i feel like that's not going to be people's focus. I think they just want to play Starfield. Ray, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do, <laughs> do, do, your, uh, do you hold Bethesda now to a, a bit of a higher standard on, on Starfield whenever it finally does come out? You know what? I'm going to say yes. And you know why? It's because it's not coming out on PlayStation, where it usually had the most bugs. So That's true. They Skyrim usually work on better PS3 on Xbox anyway. And so, I, you know what? Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, you know, they sometimes the bugs are endearing. Like, it's just, you know, it's funny. It's like, ha-ha. That guy's arm is way too long, but you know it's just weird stuff like that. Is it is funny, but um, I would like to think that yeah, since it's literally just going to be on the Xbox Series and then PC, that there should be a little bit more polish than we're used to. But like I, said, I I'm a person who I also kind of like stuff like, like the bugs are like they're endearing. It's like ah yes, but that's the hey, is this look at you uh and, and from there. But yeah, with it being exclusive, I'm like well, actually I, I I'm. I'm hoping that you are taking that time to give us just a little bit of extra polish on there. Well, Miranda, uh, to finish this, I'll, I'll go to you for the final thought here. So, you know, the headline topic of this show, Xbox fans are fed up. And, and, and again, I don't blame them. Do you think that uh, Phil Spencer is going to finally stop being Lucy pulling away the football from Charlie Brown and that next year is finally going to be the year that the game flow starts, the game start flowing and and don't stop. Are we is is this the last one of these that we're gonna have these droughts that we're gonna have to suffer through? Um, I think we have to wait until the end of the year to see if that's true. What if they have surprises? Like they're just like hold it, they're waiting. They, they took away the football because about to give us a different ball. That's <laughs> what they're so. doing. Maybe, I hopefully. Hope so. But if if they don't do that, then I would say. We also just have to have, I think, reasonable expectations for what it yeah. takes to make a game. Like, honestly, we have to be, like, we can't, I don't know. And that's hard to ask, right? That's hard to ask, especially for, like, general people who don't tune into podcasts like this or don't right. follow gaming news. Like, people, I, I don't know every single detail that goes into making a video game, but I do know it's incredibly hard. So I think, yeah. just as Ray said earlier, I gave him a little bit of grace, got a little bit of patience, especially with the, the state of the world right now. Yeah, no, all good points. And, and I think that they clearly put this announcement out now to get it out of the way before the Xbox showcase, which will hopefully <laughs> be filled with better news. But that said, again, I think 
Xbox fans will rightly go into the Xbox showcase with a with a you know feeling a little uh I don't know if down is the right word but just I think it there is a little more pressure on the showcase now and the and the Xbox team to have something to have something good for 2022 again you know I, I talked about the, some third party stuff that that is still scheduled you know, Scorn Warhammer Scorn and Warhammer are the only two that even have uh you know fairly specific windows and then mm -hmm. a handful of others that that don't that just say 2022 so we'll see but i i do think this this uh microsoft's got a little extra pressure to deliver some uh not just the usual like new game announcements for stuff coming way down the road but but to deliver something for xbox gamers to look forward to this year in the absence of redfall and starfield all right uh ray as you know we like to play a little game every week here called unlock block trivia challenge it is where listeners send in Xbox trivia questions, and we keep score all year long. Now, uh, a listener sent me, a, a, I thought, a pretty good suggestion, which is to combine all of the guests' points into one point total to see if the panel, the regular panelists, can beat the guests. So I, I like that. I'm going to have to go through, and I'm going to have to tally that up. Mm. So, uh, you know, Ray, you're playing for your own pride. I mean, I hope we do get you back on at some point. This year, you know, I don't want it to be as long between appearances as it was you know, last only, time to this time. It's the only thing a saying has, Ryan. For pride. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it is for pride, but it is also uh, for a trophy, a, a listener-made trophy that it's so wonderfully made by a volunteer in the community every year. So we are looking at Miranda. Oh, well, that makes it it's a little bit more interesting. See? Okay, I'm going to sit yeah. forward in my chair. Right. Miranda's got uh, five points. Stella's at four. The vacationing Destin lagging further behind two points. He's got some Hi, work, work to do um, before he or once he once he returns. We had Cicero get on the board with a point. We had uh, David get on the board. David Whitaker get on the board with a point, and MC Fixer got a point as well. So you know, yeah, the, the oh and Kareem as well. So actually, the guests are at four points. Fixer's so got a point. I, mean, I got to get a point. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, <sighs> Ray, see if you can you can uh, help out team friend here uh sorry and... team in advance I apologize. <laughs> our question this week comes from kevin in toronto his gamer tag is big man kev who asks a good one when the xbox 360 launched of course so did achievements and every game was required to have achievements and the maximum a game could have was a thousand points most games did have a thousand points but not every game which which uh, of these four launch games did not have a full 1,000 points? Was it Cameo, Elements of Power, Condemned, Criminal Origins, Perfect Dark Zero, or Project Gotham Racing 3? So we have three first-party games there and a third party. We've got you know a racing game, a first-person shooter, a first-person spooky game, and a third-person action-adventure, if uh, any of that swirls in your brain. And so, uh, Ray, I'll go to you first. One of these oh. had less than a thousand achievement points. Do you have a thought here on what it might be? So I played all these, and so this this will look real bad on me. Um, but I'm gonna guess cameo. Okay. Potentially, Stella. I will go your way next. 
God. Maybe D? Gotham Racing? Project Gotham. Okay. That was my Miranda? Next yeah. B, Condemned. I'm going to be different. All right. Uh, Ray, I also played, all, like, I finished all four of these games, so I <laughs> played the heck out of all of them. I don't, I did not remember this. I probably would have just <laughs> been throwing a dart myself if it makes any of you feel yeah. any better. And, uh, but someone who's going to be feeling especially good is Miranda Sanchez, who correctly guessed Condemned Criminal Origins 970 oh, points. They left okay. 30 points on the board. For some reason, Why? the developers at Monolith, uh, who who developed that game, which means Miranda uh, nudges further out in front with Yay. her sixth point. Uh, I was going to make a joke about crime, but then I had nothing. <laughs> crime. <laughs> they forgot. They forgot a bag of points when they were leaving the room. Who can say? Exactly. <laughs> Look at this um, old footage, though. If you guys are watching, or if you're not that's watching, impressive. You're looking oh at old goodness. footage. I haven't so, seen this yeah. in years. I love I this game. I only the, the played first Project one, not Gotham. The second one. Racing. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say of these games, I only played Project Gotham Racing. So I was I probably would not have been allowed to play Condemned when this came out. This was this was <laughs> a game where uh, I played it unbeknownst to my mother, and when she found out, she was like, Why'd you get this? And I was like, Somebody at school, Ma. <laughs> this, are you just a criminal in this? Like is yes, that literally crime? <laughs> It's crime. Yep. You just crime. It's just crime everywhere. Huh. That's what it is. Okay. I, you know, I actually don't remember the story at this point. But <laughs> I don't what think I remember, is. I mean, it's all first-person melee stuff. Uh, the, mm -hmm. What I remember, Ray, you, you'll, I'm sure this will jump out at you too. That remember, remember the uh, the abandoned school level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Mm. That one was. Uh, that was one was a, was a lot. That was a yeah, tough one. <laughs> it's yeah. very spooky. As I should not have played that as a child. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man, yeah. Good to see this game though. Boy, it, it's you know, it, look look what a couple of generations like this game looked amazing in two thousand five, and now look how far technology has come. I don't think I want to play this game now. I don't. I don't think I could play it with the current graphics. This time, I don't know if I could play it. I I, I'm going to say, I, like, I want. I would love to see a ground up you know resident evil 2 style remake of this game with oh all modern tech because <laughs> i think the gameplay would hold up i really do from what i remember yeah. of this and every like spooky games are bigger than ever these days so let's uh let's get that i think jace hall owns this owns the ip if jace is listening let's uh let's get a remake let's find a talented oh studio goodness. and get this done um all right anyway Thank you, Kevin from Toronto, for that excellent trivia question. And if anybody else out there has an Xbox trivia question, send it my way. The address is unlocked at IGN.com. Please include your name, your gamer tag optionally, but the question for multiple choice answers and note the correct answer in your email. And with that, uh, we will scurry on out of here of episode 544. Ray, everyone has uh, now been reminded of how much we love you and how great you are. I, I truly thank you for taking the time coming back on the show. Loved podcasting with you. Give yourself a shout out. Where can people follow you and uh, see what you're up to? 
Well, first, thank you. I I love doing this. I love coming to talk video games with y'all, and uh, I was finally able to meet Stella and Miranda because I don't think I actually got to talk with y'all last time. So thank you for being here. Um, but hey, uh, I'm Ray Apollo everywhere. Uh, R A Y A P O L L O. Like I said, I love to talk about video games. It's just I, I it's my passion. I love talking about video games. It's fun, uh, especially when you like to have fun with the video games that you're playing. Uh, so please tell me that. Uh, but also really big in anime and manga, and um, I do shows on anime and manga like every Sunday. Uh, occasionally, if you catch a Twitch stream, but because now they're few and far between, when I, because I'm a father, uh, I do a lot of Pokemon card openings, and we play a lot of indie games. Um, so like Tunic, we play Tunic and a bunch of other games. So come hang out. I just like to have a good time, talk about video games, and, you know, generally just vibe. So that's what I'm about. Sweet. So is that on, are we finding that stuff on Twitch? Twitch.tv slash Ray Apollo. That's on Twitter. Uh, that's on uh, Instagram. I don't use Instagram. Don't 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 follow me on Instagram. Uh, TikTok, though. You can follow me on TikTok because that's just the place where I have just a good time. It's goofy. So Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff, Ray. How about you, Stella? You want to give a plug to anything you're working on? Sure. Uh, I am working on the Apex Legends mobile review. Um, so that'll be out later this week because it just launched today. Uh, also, I have something very cool that I'm announcing, hopefully by the end of today. So keep an eye on my Twitter, which is just at Parallax Stella today. So yeah. Sweet. I don't even know what this is. I'll be eager to find I know. out. I, well, it <clears throat> maybe it has to do with a show that we discussed on this show. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Miranda. Uh, you can find me at Havoc Gross and that's Havoc with the K on Instagram, Twitch and Twitter. And right now at IGN, we are just doing a lot of big guides. There's a lot of things, like we'll be touching up some vampire guides. I think the Rising is a big one we're looking at right now. We also have Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, and we're coming on. So please check out our guides if you need a little help. Sweet. As for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And uh, I want to try and help out a business that I love here. I want to give them a shout. So here in the Bay Area, there's a... a vegan donut place called Donut Farm. They have a couple of locations. I believe they have a location in LA, the LA area too. They posted on Instagram, uh, we're seeking community support. Food businesses like ours have been hit hard by the pandemic. We've survived thus far, but we're hanging by a thread. What we need is for you to buy donuts. Come by and get one or two or get a half a dozen or whatever you need. Watch for our Patreon where fans nationwide can support us and even get donuts shipped. Thank you I mean for supporting us. Uh, and so I can't eat dairy. So this, these guys, I would actually put their donuts up against any donut with dairy in it. Like that's how good these are. They're organic, they're vegan, they're incredible donuts. So if you're in the San Francisco area or the LA area, just look up your local donut farm, maybe go, go grab some donuts. And otherwise maybe follow them on Instagram. It's donut farm. Oakland is their Instagram, which will I'm sure have their, Patreon announcement, whatever else they're going to do. But uh, yeah, these guys are amazing. And I adore their donuts so much, especially as someone for someone like me, who's my, my, you know, most sweets have milk in them because milk and butter make things taste better. So when I have, I am limited in my, in my options for good sweets and donut farms, amazing. So support them if you can. Donuts are my love language. So this is good. Excellent. Uh, for our super producer, Red, alongside our wonderful guest, Ray, and our, my usual crew, Stella and Miranda, I'm Ryan. This was Podcast Unlocked 544, and we'll see you all again next week.